Ever dreamt of quitting your job, selling your possessions, and traveling the world? We did, and now we're making it a reality and a podcast. Welcome to Live Let Rome, a travel podcast. I'm Christy. And this is Eric. Join us on our travel adventures as we look to educate and inspire you to travel more and get the most out of each travel experience. Welcome to episode 5 of Live Let Rome. We are currently still in Spain enjoying the Spanish life of jamón and siestas. Last episode we talked about Madrid and in this episode we're going to be talking about the day trip we took to Segovia, Spain. So Eric, how did we decide Segovia, Spain? Well, we knew we wanted to take a day trip from Madrid. We had a week. It was one of two choices. It was either Toledo or Segovia. And after digging into some research, we discovered that Segovia was much more accessible than Toledo and very walkable. And I've already been to Toledo. (laughs) And you've already been to Toledo. And Segovia had roast suckling pig. That's very famous on the menu. So, of course, the decision was... Definitely in the plus column for me. (laughs) What we also did before we left, we watched this show on Disney+, Plus, which is a National Geographic show called Europe from Above, which featured Segovia, Spain. And it really sealed the deal for us on this day trip. Yeah, it was the sites that they highlighted and how accessible and easy it was to navigate that we wanted to take the opportunity to visit ourselves. Where is Segovia, Spain? So think of Madrid, center of Spain. Segovia is just 91 kilometers northwest, about 60 miles of Madrid. Its elevation is 3,200 feet or 1,000 meters, making it one of the highest cities in Spain And Segovia has a population of 52,000 people, which in comparison to U.S. cities is one of our home cities of White Plains where we used to live, kind of comparable, which was great. Small, medium-sized city, very walkable. Some quick facts about Segovia. It was founded in 700 B.C., and it's known for historic buildings. And we're going to be talking about those historic buildings in our standouts. That was the Roman aqueduct, which is the best preserved elevated Roman aqueduct. There is a Gothic cathedral, making it one of the last ones to be built in Europe, following a Gothic style. And the Alcazar, it's a medieval castle, originally served as a fortress, but was also a palace and a prison. And it's supposed to be the inspiration for Disney's Cinderella Castle. Segovia was also declared a World Heritage Site in 1985. Segovia is very easy to get to. It's a day trip. We spent about eight hours total. The bus drops us, picks us up in Madrid, drops us off in the city center, and it's easy to walk around. The bus trip itself took about an hour and 15 minutes and was about eight US dollars per person round trip, which ain't bad. To get around, there really isn't public transportation. It's walking only. Just wear comfortable shoes, bring a bottle of water. Make sure your camera is fully charged. You're going to take a lot of pictures. I think there is some public transport, but it's a city that doesn't really require it. Doesn't need it. If you got some good sneakers, you can get to see most of the sites, and it's actually how you're going to see the most stuff. So we're going to go over our standout moments of our eight-hour experience in Segovia. 
And what we want to do is walk you through the order of which we experience Segovia, and then we'll pause and, and highlight some key moments. So to start, when you get out of the bus in Segovia, you walk about, oh, let's say about 100 meters or so, and you're just awestruck by the 2,000-year-old Roman aqueduct. It, it reminded just... me of Rome. Like, I never expected the Colosseum in Rome just to be in the center. And this is similar to that. The aqueduct is just right there in the center of the city. It's like nothing you've ever seen before. There's 165 arches. It's 2,300 feet long. And it's actually really thin the the columns are thin and the actual where the water used to run which used to run i guess for up till the last hundred years it used to carry water to segovia didn't they say it was going till the 1960s or no no it was like 1920s i believe but oh, about 100 years well, yeah, about 100 years ago good. it's just a sight to behold and Great place to take pictures. You can walk up. You can actually touch the structure with your hands. They don't have posts around it or guards. You walk up along the side. You climb the stairs. And you get some great angle shots of the aqueduct. It's hard to explain how interesting it is. And the history is there. After spending, I'd say, what, about 15, 20 minutes snapping pictures and watching other people snap pictures of themselves. <laughs> yeah. And then we made our way down and we just started to kind of stroll the, the streets of Segovia. But I needed a snack first. So most importantly, <laughs> the hangriness comes and I needed a snack. So we decided to stop off. We did have a plan to go to a specific restaurant because Eric has a plan ready to go. And we passed a little panaria and we got a nice little pretzel. So it was like a pretzel croissant kind croissant of thing. I think is the new... It said pretzel <laughs> on it, but it's like a bread pretzel. But basically, it would tasted like... I wouldn't say a pretzel. It's more like... What did I say? Like brioche. But then it, I got the chocolate flavor. So it had chocolate wrapped through it, twisted it, and it had nuts. It was delicious. Yeah, it was just a perfect little cafe. Get a little coffee con leche and a, and a pretzel and just gave us that little energy. And then we just started stumbling towards the Alcazar. We knew we wanted to make it there. We weren't in really a hurry. We stopped to take pictures of the doorways and other buildings along the way. Yeah, the city itself is just very picturesque every way that you turn. And that's something that is really stunning. When you look over to the left, you look at the right, it's a perfect picture. You can't decide which angle you want to take a picture of next because there's so many beautiful things to see. Yeah, you really find yourself almost spinning, you know, from all the great sights. Ended up making our way, finally, to the Alcazar. So there's these walls around the Alcazar, and you can peer over. And in the distance, there's all these Spanish towns and buildings that look great. But what we noticed is this white bird flying above us, this huge white bird. And we couldn't take our eyes off it. We tried to capture it with the photographs. And, and then all of a sudden you turned to me and pointed at the tree <laughs> and it was nesting. It was this huge white stork yes. that was nesting in this large scale nest right outside of the Alcazar. So we paused there and just enjoyed the moment of this Huge stork. Yeah, it was definitely a scene. Like when you think about when you're walking up to the Alcazar, it's just like how you think of the fairy tales. It's set on high in the mountain. It's set a little bit off a side. 
there's the city in the distance, you're looking below, and then we look over to the right and see this gorgeous white bird with these long wings coming and we see it flapping around and when we turn around we see this giant nest and then there's a mama stork and the data stork and I was just hoping for baby storks but we didn't see them <laughs> uh, but it was just very picturesque of what you think you're gonna see you don't expect it to be like that yeah and the day was a little bit a little bit cloudy gray you're standing next to this thousand year old structure you have these five foot wingspan storks flying around you it just it really felt like you were in a fairy tale like it was just interesting well they were high above they weren't necessarily around us but yeah it was it set a mood to go there so then we went into the alcazar because as much as we stared at the birds for about a half hour <laughs> which yeah, we were yeah. fascinated by we came here for the actual castle so I know we mentioned earlier that the alcazar was uh, originally a fortress it was made into a palace and, and also a prison. And then also, I guess later on in its years, it was a college. But if you look at it, you can see the supposed inspiration. It's gorgeous little turrets with the soft blue pointed arrows just calls out Disney princess every angle that you see. Yeah, and there was a moat going around, so it looked like a traditional castle. You walk over the moat, you peer down, what, about 200 feet, and there's this little kind of water running through there. It's interesting to walk through the doors. And it only costs, I think it was like six euros yeah, to get yeah. in. So well worth the money. Highly recommend yeah. uh, the castle. Yeah, so you go into the castle. You, Of course, you get across into the moat. You go into the castle and you start getting in some views in the inside. And they have some unbelievably stained windows. Gorgeous pieces. The light, since it's not super sunny, it's softly set that they're perfectly illuminated wonderful ceilings that are super detailed so a lot good. of that arabic influence and those geometric designs i can't say enough about yeah, it yeah and the inside used a lot of reds and greens it was really unique color structure the castle itself was like a tan stone traditional but inside it was very colorful the rooms were large there was no one else in the castle with us at the time so it was like we were walking through our own castle some great pictures out the windows you can pay more to go to the top of the castle i didn't really see the need to that because they had great balconies and banisters you can kind of hang out on get some cool pictures yeah there was a lot to see you make your way through the different rooms they show an example of some of the beds that would be there some tapestries the little cathedral inside so there was little different nooks that you made your way around and it was really nicely preserved. They did have some plexiglass in some areas for some preservation. I think we did see that on the special Europe from above that they took pictures and they did a lot of preservation work on it. But it was beautifully just arranged, maintained. And like I said, there was not a whole lot of tourists there. So that was something that was actually a little special was we were able to, we would be in a room. We weren't in a room with 50 other people. There was maybe a handful, less than five people that would come through the room, or sometimes we were the only two in these rooms. And so. you were teaching me how to dance at one room, right? You were oh, yes. showing me the... Because <laughs> I, I only think of Cinderella, so like, <laughs> I know you. I know. <laughs> the fairy tale comes to mind. I was like, okay. So you need, I would say, a good set of hour aside for the castle was enough time to kind of walk around, get your pictures, dance in the ballroom, things like that. And then you wind yourself down and there was a expansive museum there, which we spent, I don't know, about 10, 15 minutes there. 
It was pretty cool. They had like some chemist kits and the cannons and the cannonballs and took a few pictures there. But the castle itself is the highlight. We really enjoyed it. You love the history. If you want to read about the armory that was there and the artillery, they have some cannon, all that fodder. That's great. For me, it was about the views and the decor. That kind of experience was enough for me. And Again, our, we were starting to get hungry at this time. The, the mm-hmm. pretzel croissant was wearing off. And before I left, I knew we wanted to hit the Alcazar. I found a restaurant. It was called uh, San Marcos. I read about it having a great view of the castle from the other side. And it was on the other side of the river, but it was about a 10, 15 minute walk. So we made our way outside of the castle, kind of bumbled around, found this small footpath that went adjacent to the castle down to the river. Mm-hmm. And we crossed the river. And uh, through the woods arrest- to Grandma's house. And then we- <laughs> <laughs> and then eventually made it to this other side of Segovia. is more the residential area where I like to I like to find restaurants more outside of the main strip. I think you get more authentic food and things of that, more authentic experience, essentially. So we made it to San Marcos. They were welcoming. They got us a table right in the main dining room. Then comes the food. We looked at the menu, and again, it's like, get out Google Translate, try to figure out what all the different items are. But we landed on the suckling pig, which is really what is known. It's the dish of Segovia. But you knew this was known for that dish, and you came here specifically for this dish. Yeah, and I'm glad I'm glad I did. It was presented. They wheeled it out on a cart, and it was literally half the pig on this, this little face <laughs> had the face Feet. and things like that it was all this i mean you got to prepare yourself for the culture i knew what i was in for and of course you're eating a small animal but the taste was worth it it was just absolutely delicious it was like buttery porky they cut the little cheek off and put it on the plate they served and they cut the the body in little quarters and they put it on our plate well you know what it's like it's like a if you go to a steak restaurant how they if you order a nice fancy steak and they slice it for you and arrange it that's basically what they did with the pig they cut its portions so and arrange so then you can go ahead and choose your portion it was an experience very simple we just had the suckling pig came from fries and piquillo peppers i had a glass of wine I ordered a rosé by accident, then they brought the red wine, and, you know, there's always these little bumbling moments, but it's, we're learning, you know, we're learning as we... Vino tinto. Vino tinto. Not not rosso? No, not rosa. (laughs) Not rosa. (laughs) A glass of wine, some suckling pig, and... No, we're forgetting the best part. Yes, the pig was great, but the lemon sorbet. So if you saw on our social media, I posted that they had this wonderful lemon sorbet, and I believe it was with champagne and cava. Beautiful display arranged with some fresh berries. The whole cup is arranged in this other cup where they had some dry ice and he poured a little water so it would just would smoke out and you just stared at it for a solid minute before you even <laughs> took your first bite because it was so pretty. But when you took your first bite, it was delicious. And you needed it after all that porky fat goodness, something to kind of mellow your tongue out a little bit. In fact, if I was going to go here again, their salads looked amazing. I skipped the salad. I was so excited for that pork, but I would have complimented it with a salad. But the lemon sorbet was a nice ending. And nice gave us, palate cleanser. Yeah, yeah. It gave us that energy to explore the second half of Segovia. So after the wonderful lunch, we exited and you took some pictures from the other side of the castle, which is really cool. And you can imagine at night, you saw they had the floodlights ready to go on later in the day. 
But it was quite a sight. And we didn't get pictures at night after sunset, but that would have been really cool. So then we wanted to take a walk along this river. It's called the Aresma River and head on to the real Casa de Moneda. So the real Casa Modena operated from the 1500s to the 1700s, where they mint Spanish coins. And we wanted to check it out. We walked along the river, made our way slowly, stopping to record birds and take pictures and just enjoy the nature. Yeah, it, what was nice about the walk is we had our Google Maps ready and there's a lot of different green spaces around the Alcazar and on the way back we were doing a circle the way back and that's where we hit the Casa de Moneda. And it was a nice little area, a lot of ruins, nothing too much to see. A lot of it is just like the structures and it gives you a little bit of history on how that went. But it was just nice to be able to walk off that meal. Uh, we continued past there. And the way we took back, we took, there was a nice park that was right alongside the edge of town. So you just skirted the outskirts and it was something that was really peaceful. You weren't in the bustling center, which you could walk right through there as well. And it was a very interesting site. But we chose to take this road and we got wonderful birds singing to us constantly. People walking by, people exercising, just calm and regular stuff. Yeah, we didn't feel like rushed at all with the trip and heading to the Casa Moneda was a nice breakup. We took some pictures. They had a museum there. We decided not to go in on this one because I think most of the sites seemed to be on the outside. They had these large rotating wheels in the water and, and it was a great place to take pictures and just get a sense of the history. So after that, we started to head back to the aqueduct and we strolled through the other part of the main town of Segovia and lo and behold was a mystery cat. Do you remember? Oh, we passed, <laughs> we passed the doorway and we saw one cat and then I turned around and there were like six cats and they were all staring at you and I was like, oh my god, I can't handle it. And this. they escaped through the wooden door, the ancient wooden door, and that was kind of the perfect ending to our day trip in Segovia. Was well, the... it's funny because we hadn't seen a lot of stray cats on our journey and that was like the first one that we saw and it was at this residence and they were all i don't know if they were exactly strays or they lived out of this house but they all cling to the doorway and ran away from us it was just a perfect ending to this day trip and then we made it back we made it to our bus in time we had our time already scheduled to leave but this was, I would say, a perfect day trip. It's affordable. It's close to, you know, close from Madrid. And it really felt like you're walking inside of a postcard, I would say. So I highly recommend Segovia. Wrapping it up, what have we learned today? Taking a quote from Cinderella, a dream is a wish your heart makes. So transport yourself to a magical place with a little planning and curiosity. And Segovia is a perfect day trip from Madrid. Be sure to take the bus instead of the train. It's less expensive and extremely comfortable. Okay. Remember to charge your phone. You'll take hundreds of pictures and everywhere look like a postcard. And when you're there, don't forget to transport yourself back in time by visiting the 2,000-year-old Roman aqueduct and a medieval castle where fairy tales are inspired. And for food, don't forget to try the roast pig. 
It's a unique Spanish and Segovian food experience. It's delicious, yet you might need some lemon sorbet to help wash it down. For our next city, we'll be off to Bilbao, Spain, so join us then. Remember, our goal is to educate and inspire you to take your next adventure near or far. So what are you waiting for? Thank you for tuning in to Live Let Rome. Visit our website for more to see and read at liveletrome.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Simply search Live Let Rome. Our podcast is free wherever you listen. Be sure to subscribe. To support Live Let Rome, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Feel free to drop us an email at liveletrome at gmail.com and include your show questions, recommendations, or to share your travel adventures, and we may feature you on an upcoming episode. So until next time, get out and roam. <laughs>